Coming to you from the red, white, and blue. You're now listening to the number one soccer podcast on the planet. This is the Box to Box Review Podcast, covering everything soccer, from the English Premier League, MLS, to the international game. Now, here's your hosts, Andrew Tucci and Lane Hector. Fought behind Pulisic, and then he takes the bump. Play on, says the referee, U.S. advantage, Callum Acosta, Anthony Robinson, and scores! The line it goes, Davies on the run, got behind Yedlin, who's trying to recover, Alfonso Davies, it's a tie game, Kyle Laren, top scorer in World Cup qualifying across the entire region, on brings it down, Conrad trying to get it away, the pass for Waldani couldn't do so, and that is it. Booze. Booze indeed, Lane, booze indeed. Tough. Man. What it's real tough. What a performance or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. For our listeners who follow us on Instagram, you guys would know that we were at the game, went to Nashville to see the men's national team play Canada. And it was an underwhelming performance to say the least. Go ahead and guess I'll just read the lineup real quick. Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah, so against Canada, the way we lined up was Matt Turner in goal, Dest on the right, Robinson, Miles Robinson, and John Brooks in the middle, Anthony Robinson on the left. In the midfield, we had Acosta and Leggett at the eight with Tyler Adams at the six. And then across the front line, we had Aronson, Pifak, and Christian Pulisic. Why we did not have Weston McKinney. Uh, probably one of the biggest talking points of the weekend oh, yeah. was his, I guess you would say, uh, selfishness, maybe? Uh, you could say that. Yeah. Definitely probably the right way to put that. I don't know what else it would be. For those who haven't heard, about a couple hours before the Canada game, Wes McKinney was ruled out uh, break for breaking team. COVID protocol protocols. Uh, that was basically the only reason we got in the moment has come out a little more specifically since then he had one night, uh, spent the night away at someone else's place somewhere, not at the hotel. And then another different night brought somebody assuming a woman to (laughs) the hotel. (laughs) And that would be why he was not allowed to play for breaking team, team protocol. And then after the game, he was sent back to Italy and will not partake in the third game. Lane, what are your thoughts on this? I don't know. Like, I don't know how you can be that selfish. Like, like I get it. Like you're a hot shot. Like you want to have fun finally back in America. Like definitely like a big experience for him, but like, dude, you got to like keep it together for a week. Like, I mean, going to someone else's apartment or whatever and staying there and then bringing someone else back to the hotel, like doubling down. Yeah. I think it's just blatant disrespect for the rest of the team. I mean, I've, I mean, it definitely shows lack of, yeah, like experience or just lack of care. Cause it's, I get, it's made very clear of what you were not able to do 
Like he knew that was wrong. Yeah. I've seen several different opinions today. There's kind of people on both sides of the, the table here. Yeah, there got are. A, got a lot of people who are clearly frustrated. He's one of our better players. How can mm-hmm. he be so selfish? Clearly knows the rules. I mean, it's not like this is some sort of vague rule that he didn't understand. I mean, this is pretty right. pretty clearly a break of protocol. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are upset, but I've also seen people with the argument, oh, you know, he's just a kid. And, you know, you would have done the same thing if you were his age. You know, what were you doing when you were 22? And he has so right. much pressure on him, which I'm just not buying, man. It's it's like, I yeah, it's, it's I mean, I get that point. Like, it makes sense, but, like, the whole team's young. Like, it's not like he's the yeah. only 20-year-old on the team. No, like, he's he's one of the older players, too. I mean, exactly. in regard to, like, exactly. some of the other players. And so it's it's kind of mind-blowing. I mean, if I was one of the other players, I would be pissed because – I agree. I mean, it's – I mean, he can't point at him for saying it's the complete reason we lost the game or tied through the game, but – right. But it's I mean, definitely dude, definitely had an impact. Top player on the team. Yeah. So that kind of just got things off to a bad start before the game. Yeah. Uh, also, Gio Reyna got hurt. We knew this the day mm-hmm. before. He got hurt in practice. So no Reyna. And then uh, obviously Zach Steffen had COVID, so he was also out. So going yep. into the game, uphill climb for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and then – once the game started, you could you could pretty pretty well see some of the repercussions of not having some of our better players out there. Mm. I mean, we lacked a lot of ideas. Some of our creative players really didn't stand out much. I think no Gio Reyna definitely hurt us. Hurts big time. Yeah, it seemed like we were playing through our center backs. Yeah, a lot of the game, which like John Brooks being a central figure, which is. Right. It's fine. It's like, definitely, definitely not worked ideal. out in many cases. I mean, the way Canada set up, they basically had a five five man defense and mm-hmm. then kind of parked the bus and essentially just tried to hit us on the break, which right. I mean, credit to them was a flawless game plan, but you have to understand if you're the United States and Greg Berhalter that they've got to be setting up this way. All the pressures on us. Yep. They know that. And so they're going to be sitting in, forcing us to try to play through them, which, I mean, we haven't really proven that we can do under the tenure of Greg Berhalter. We haven't really had mm. any convincing performances, especially recently against good teams. It's mostly been set pieces, getting some lucky breaks, especially right. against Mexico in the final of the Nations League, and then not really getting any good play from the from the buildup, which is, I mean, I think a good indication of what a, a solid team looks like is getting opportunities from the run of play, which we did not have. Our creative players didn't look great. Obviously, our probably our second most creative player, Gio Rana, wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. That kind of kind of sucks. Um, I don't feel like our center forward really did a whole lot. This in this game was PFOC. didn't really do a whole lot in the buildup with that back back five in Canada sitting in there has to be a lot of off ball movement and there was not a lot. And so essentially what it, what it looked like was us passing the ball around the back left Mm -hmm. to right. And then 
you know, somebody would just ping a ball into the corner, which usually ended up being John Brooks trying to right. hit a diagonal or Kellen Acosta would drop in and then definitely not uh, creative ideas for sure. I will say Sargent did come down a little bit when he came in. It looked like he was trying to create a little more. It looked like he was coming back to get the ball. It looked like he was moving a little better than PFOC. Yeah. But then again, it was the, what, 82nd minute when he came in. Yeah. It's like a, a, it's little, kind of, a little too late there. It's kind of the the idea. I mean, a lot of people wanted to see PFOC after Sergeant's performance at El Salvador. Right. Totally I fair. mean, you can't blame him. Right. Can't blame it for putting fuck out there, but right. But it's also like this would have been a great game for Sergeant. Definitely better touch, right? A more, I don't know, easier to combine with. Whereas Pfock's kind of just a, a big body where you, mm-hmm. you know, lump the ball up to. Definitely not suitable for this game. So yeah, center forward didn't do much. Pulisic, our main attacking outlet, was double teamed pretty much the whole game. Anytime he got the ball, the entire game would get fouled or kicked. And I mean, it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to say he had a bad performance when they're essentially their whole game plan was just don't let Pulisic beat us. Right. Which they did. And so um, hard to blame Pulisic. The midfield, it looked like never really had good possession of the ball. So one thing that I noticed and we pointed out during the game was Tyler Adams would often come in between the two center backs. They would spread out and he would drop in between, try to get on the mm-hmm. ball and distribute. Well, Canada would just, anytime he would come, you know, back and try to distribute, they would bring a player forward and basically nullify him from, from doing that. And there right. were times when it looked like Kellen Acosta would drop in and he would get on the ball. There was a, an opportunity in the 26 minute kind of, kind of similarly, like, we play the ball back. It starts with Matt Turner in the goal. Kellen Acosta drops deep, picks up the ball from John Brooks because Mark Anthony Kay was man marking Tyler Adams, kind mm-hmm. of nullifying him. And then as Acosta drops in, he has like all this space in front of him. He turns and he plays in a desk who basically kind of just gives the ball away. So like we had kind of moments like that, but they were few and far between. And they only really happened in the first half. First half, nothing really happened. I mean, we had a couple of chances. We had Pulisic. Pulisic had a ball go off the post. Uh, it was a, a good little buildup. Played the yeah. ball into Sebastian Legette. Kind of one of those mm-hmm. John Brooks kind of pings uh, across the field. Legette takes it down, turns, plays it into, I think it was Aronson. Yeah. Aronson plays it across. Pulisic basically thumps it off the post, which like that would have been a good goal, but we had moments like that. And we just, the final quality was not good. And it's hard to, it's hard to look back and say, man, we had, you know, great opportunities. We had a couple, but Mm -hmm. one thing that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about and something that I've really agreed with is Jurgen Klopp mentality of like, uh, your your counter press is like your best creative outlet. So essentially, yep. this is essentially what happened on the goal. Canada has the ball. It was basically like a turnover from us. And then one of their defenders takes a bad touch. Brendan Aronson, who I thought had a pretty good game, especially pressing, Great. presses, wins the ball, plays it 
to Pulisic gets fouled. PFOC plays it wide. And then the next thing you know, we're, we're in all this space because Aronson took it on himself to press up high, win the ball back. And then Aronson mm-hmm. ends up being the one to score. So, but it's just like, I mean, we had this happen a couple of times and that was really it. I, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't do it in either game. Like we have yet to really press up in any game at all. Uh, yeah. And it's like when you're not able to break, you know, break the lines, be creative. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to rely on your press because exactly. oftentimes your press is going to get you in dangerous positions if you can win the ball back. And ex- especially we're playing from the back too. Like yeah. we are able to press up with how defensive minded exactly. we're playing. Exactly. And you just don't see it. And it's just instead of just us packing, passing around the back the entire time with, and then lobbing up forward and then falling back immediately. Yeah. It's like if we lob the ball up there, we can continue to, to press up, but right. it's like we turn the ball over and then drop back. I mean, if you're going to lob the ball up, which I mean, consistently, which is isn't necessarily the, the greatest game plan, but no. if you're going to do it, then you have to follow up. You have to press, you have to press yeah. high. And they would, mm-hmm. they would often lob the ball up, you know, Canada would, you know, win the header and then Canada would just play it out. Whereas if we win the header, well, let's go win the ball. Let's go win the second or third ball. And now exactly. we're in a dangerous position, which yep. did not happen other than maybe that one or two times that I referenced other things that were not good. Like I mentioned the, the plan from the back. Canada just sat in. We played the ball across, you know, left to right in the in the, in the back. And if you're going to do that, eventually we're going to have to play the ball forward. And there wasn't enough off-ball movement. You know, there mm-hmm. I saw some clips of like PFOC would he would take some steps. He would he would show to the ball. Well, if you're going to show to the ball and bring a center back behind you, then somebody needs to come in and take that space behind. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like soccer 101 and PFOC would show and nobody would be in behind. And now, you know, we've just got this conglomerate of players in the midfield. Nothing happens. And we look very dry and dull on the ball. And so mm. not a lot of creativity. Kind of like we mentioned, not a whole lot of counter pressing. So it'll be interesting to see going forward, you know, what what our game plan is. What else took out to you, Lynn? I mean, besides that, I'd say Pulisic was pretty pissed. I mean, he's a he's obviously a kind of emotions on the sleeve guy, but like sure. it seemed like he's letting it get it get to himself a little much, in my opinion. Like it's one of those things too where we do play a ball up and then say Pulisic loses a header or someone else loses a header, and he just throws his hands down and gets pissed and then starts walking back yeah. instead of maybe pressing up on the guy on him or like yelling at PFOC to then press up and then he'll press up on the guy with him one thing goes wrong on our team and like he throws his hands down and gets pissed off and like tries to kind of make a statement to the fans kind of things. What it feels like to me. I don't know if that's just sure. like where like me coming from. It's just, he trying to show that like, Oh, I'm trying to do everything I can. And like, yeah, yeah, you are, but like, he's the clear leader on the team. And I think at Agreed. one point you're going to have to kind of like, something's going to go wrong. Just like, let it, let it fall off your shoulder and just continue the next play. Like, yeah. Definitely, definitely the type of guy that wears his emotions on his sleeve. Right. And, and, I, and then to an extent, that's like, that's okay, you know? Yeah, I'm all for like chippiness and like being like, we need that. We need some like fieriness to our team. There's a level of like, when does it become kind of for show or just like, 
every single play kind of thing. Sure. Like I get it. It's frustrating. Like we're, we're not playing the style of football or soccer that he wants us to play. Yeah. Like and, it seems very apparent. And I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but some of his post-match comments were pretty telling speaking just to what they were, they were cheated. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he basically said essentially like, you know, we, we had no good ideas and we yep. should have changed it up. I mean, that was not verbatim, but that was oh. essentially what he was saying. And that's a shot yeah. directly at Greg Berhalter. Oh, right at him. So Plusik clearly not happy. He can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I mean, there weren't a lot of great performances other than maybe, I mean, some of our defenders will get, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get into some of the, the positives in a little bit, but yeah, it's just our front line was not having it. I think mm-hmm. Weston, Weston McKinney probably would have made a difference. I think so. Just his ability think- to like progress the ball from midfield. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Geo being out too was a big, that's a big hit. So Dest, not his, not his greatest game again, in my no. opinion. I know he got banged up and got taken out early, but. Well, you know, I went back I and watched and I think he, I didn't think he had that bad of a game. I mean, he had one like glaring error where he just gets mm-hmm. absolutely burned by Alfonso Davies. Yeah. Yeah. But creatively he had some he had some moments where he like took some people on the dribble and you know tried to make things happen which Mm -hmm. when we're not doing much i totally applaud that Um, oh i agree i agree but defensively i mean he did have a couple errors but yeah thankfully none of those led to uh, a goal but yeah kind of like you mentioned he only played 42 minutes because Mm -hmm. he got hurt which is another thing to keep an eye on for the next game against Honduras. We're pretty yeah. thin now. It's basically DeAndre Yedlin, who, I mean, Let sure, he's, he's a veteran, but yeah. he does not provide much Good anymore. Nights. Oh, my goodness. He got burned a couple of times. He does not provide anything going forward. Nothing. Nothing uh, going forward. Can hardly string passes together. Uh, he had like one yeah. nice back heel, but that was basically it. That'll be, I thought Anthony Robinson, I mean, we kind of noticed this in real time, but he's mm-hmm. got to be one of the fastest players on our team. Oh my gosh. He's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like Brooks gets burned or someone else gets burned and he is literally back in a heartbeat. Which is just kind of mind boggling to me. Like, why is he not playing, especially against El Salvador? That would have been a good game for him to play against. I, I agree. Where the game's a little more open and he can get mm-hmm. up and down the field. Another negative. And this one we kind of alluded to just the the substitution pattern. I mean, oh goodness, we got like I just mentioned, Deskett's hurt. We had to use every yep. sub for him. But then, like the second half, you can clearly tell that our players are getting tired. Like there's no pressing. Yeah, you know, we lose all. the ball. We don't press to get it back. And it's like that would be perfect time to bring on some fresh legs, reorganize, get some energy in the press. And we don't make to subs until the 83rd minute or 82nd minute. Yeah, I think and so. it's like, yeah. at that point, it's too late to make a difference. Yeah. And the thing is, our subs were running on the sideline, warming up for the entirety of the second half. Right. It wasn't like Berhalter kind of sent them over there like late. It's like they were basically running from like, I think the 50th minute on until the 80th minute, just he like just staying warm. Couldn't pull the trigger. 
yeah, it seemed like he, he like kept kind of looking over there and kept like, wait, maybe this is the time. And then 80th minute is when he settles on. That just it kind of blew my mind a little bit. It was, yeah, not not good coaching. I mean, I would say, and he's taken a lot of heat for it. Yeah. I mean, he did the same thing in El Salvador game too, honestly. Yeah. He's not he's not been trigger happy on the on the subs, to say yep. the least. Yep. All in all, I would say it was just not not very creative. It's hard mm-hmm. to it's hard to fully blame Berhalter because I think a lot of the players just didn't do what they were supposed to do. Not right. very dangerous, not very mm-hmm. um, risk risk taking esque. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, most of our yeah. yeah, most of our attacks came from kind of Pulisic, and then counter press, which didn't last very long. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, lots lots of negatives. We will take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the positives, and then what's going to happen moving forward. We still have one more game against Honduras Wednesday night, so we'll be yeah. right All right, welcome back. It wasn't all thorns uh, <laughs> during the game. There were some positives. I think. Lane, I don't know about you, but I was really impressed with Tyler Adams. I think he continues to oh, yeah. cement himself as irreplaceable in our yep. team. There were several moments where Alfonso Davies or Kyle Lahren mm-hmm. would, would burn somebody, and there was Adams winning his 1v1 duels, covering for his teammates, really good positioning-wise. I mean, I think there were several opportunities that if he was not there, we would be in trouble. Yep. And he looked really good against El Salvador as well. Yeah, both games, he's just really stood out in the midfield. He's played a lot of minutes. Um, yeah. So that'll be something to look out for for the third game. Mm-hmm. I think he's almost indispensable at this point. I mean, we can't afford to rest him. Especially midfield-wise, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought Plistic looked really good on the dribble. Mm-hmm. He had some, some chances. But again, you can only do so much. I thought we mentioned this earlier. I thought Anthony Robinson looked good. Mm-hmm. I wish he would have maybe done a little bit more in the final third, like putting crosses in. I agree. He was definitely still playing a little reserves. I feel like yeah. he was still trying to fall back more than I think he can give himself credit pushing up more. Yeah. I think he's got, he's fast enough. Like you can run up as much as you want. Right. And I think that's you'll get like, back. I think that's something. And it's not like Alfonso Davies was on his side of the field anyway. No, no. So I feel like he could have risked a little bit more getting getting further up because he has yeah. the pace to get back. Yeah, because all the chances were through Davies and that other in the left side. Yeah. Like not really anything was through the right side. Right. Yeah, Canada's right side. Yeah. I thought Miles Robinson had a good game. Um, the goal wasn't really his fault. Goal definitely sits on John Brooks and DeAndre Edlin, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yedlin gets skinned, and then John Brooks basically just loses his marker or mark at the yeah. end and to mm-hmm. tap in. But I thought Miles Robinson looked fine. I thought Brendan Aronson, like I mentioned early, earlier on, looks really good in the press. He kind of seemed like the only person that was willing to run at somebody high up the field, take the ball off of them. I mean, the goal was a direct correlation of that. And I agree. It was only fitting that he was on the 
the end of it to get the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, he played a little better on the wings too, rather than in the midfield. Right. Yeah. I think we've kind of figured out where he fits best. Mm-hmm. And then Desch, I thought looked good, like I mentioned, but his defending questionable. Very questionable. <laughs> what about you? What, what kind of positives did you see from this game? Yeah, I think one kind of overarching thing is the environment. Like, first time it really yeah. felt like a like a true home game. Like we both went to the game in uh, in Colorado and Denver for the uh, oh my gosh Nations League, and like that was farthest from a home game. It was yeah. literally a home game for Mexico, yeah. and like this was I think basically a sold out stadium for what the tickets they sold. There's like yep. forty thousand people there. Over Everyone 40, seemed very excited and like i mean the hopes were like through the roof even despite the draw against el salvador were very optimistic and like that's good to see and like i'm very glad that that was the case but yeah obviously quickly turned <laughs> yeah very i mean fast. the atmosphere was electric we yeah we posted a video of the pre-game kind of the usa Dude. chant on our instagram if you guys want to see kind of what it was like yeah from our vantage point take a look at that video yeah finally didn't feel like corny doing a chant with like 200 people doing it and said it was like the entire stadium yeah so right. it was it, it was cool like everyone get involved and like yeah there was clearly new people to soccer that were there and just like yeah supporting so i mean i think that was a big plus like even despite the turnout but like people truly are flocking towards the sport yeah and hopefully i mean with this kind of bad result and mm-hmm. whatever happens on Wednesday, hopefully that doesn't, you know, cease to be the case. People can continue to show out for our home games. I agree. I agree. Uh, one thing that I will say though, that kind of reminded me, I don't know if it was on TV. I think it was a little bit, but the stupid light show where they like had us, it was right after Canada scored. They had us put our flashlights on. <laughs> it was like, bro, I'm not. At a oh my right gosh. Now. Worst I mean, timing. Could not have been worse timing. Like we're trying to get a goal and they want us basically Ben Rector style, like swaying <laughs> our flashlights in the air. Yeah. Like, Cause he let it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He yeah. Did. Ben Rector like came on the screen and was like, put your flashlights up. I'm like, yeah. dude, what? We were like, no, you know, literally just scored. There's 10 minutes anything. left in this game. I want a goal. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Was quick tangent. What else? Uh, what other positives do you have? Um, I mean, there wasn't a ton. I mean, defensively, we looked pretty good. Matt Turner has played well. I mean, that yep. goal was not on him by any any right. chance. Like, that was a tap-in. He's played pretty well. Like, his feet haven't been an absolute liability. I mean, right. he's definitely not, like, created much from the back. But, like, he's looked he looked very good. I, yeah. I would don't agree. think, even with Stefan being healthy, I don't think he would have played that second game or the I... third game. I think it's I think it's his position to lose now. I agree. Which, you know, some people might not like to hear because he's the MLS guy and Mm -hmm. people love to just bash MLS, but Mm -hmm. he's looked really good. He's got these like long arms, man. And dude, he looks like like Kwai out there. Just arms down to his knees. (laughs) When the ball comes in the box, it's like he just Odell's it on top of people. Just (laughs) I mean, it takes it right off their heads, and it's like it, his arms are just so long. But, yeah, I agree. He's looked really good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think um, that's good. We have a position lockdown. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm not in for competitions. No, I I think I think if we can kind of determine anything here, it's Turner's looked great. Miles Robinson, Anthony Robinson looked really good. Tyler Adams is his value is beyond measurable. Um, yeah. So I think those are some things that we that we figured out. All right, here's mm-hmm. a question. Here's a question. Um, is it time for Greg Burhalter to be out? What are your thoughts? I don't think so immediately. Okay. I think tomorrow's game, Wednesday's game, is going to be the tell. Okay. If we lose, I don't know if we can fire him like immediately. Right. But, but I mean, it is going to be the seat is going to be on fire. Yeah. Like the ball will be fully rolling on like people throwing out new names for coaches and like everything like that. If we lose or draw, in my opinion, I think we have to win. Yeah. For some form of like, okay, his seat is like looking okay going forward. Yeah. It's a shame because the, the formula is typically in world cup qualifying, you know, you win your home games and you try to get a point on the road. And we got a point on the road at El Salvador, which Mm -hmm. people weren't happy about, but then this result against Canada puts all the pressure now on Honduras Wednesday night. And it's, I mean, I don't want to be too nearsighted because (laughs) there's, you know, like 14 games, I think total for world cup qualifying. And this will be the third. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's It's not very early all fire and brimstone yet, but right. It is, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that if we don't get a draw, I think if we get a draw at Honduras, he's not out yet. I think if we lose, there's definitely a good chance he's gone. Um, If we win, which has not happened. We haven't won at San Pedro Sula since 2009. So if we win, this would be, this would be a big step. And I think Mm. he stays for the foreseeable future. The things, I mean, things in the near term, like for this game are not looking good. Again, we mentioned no Reina. Serginho Des has already been ruled out. No Stefan, Mm -hmm. no... Weston McKinney, like we said, he's already been sent back. And so it's a little worrying. <laughs> Definitely Kinda not the most ideal considered. situation. Yeah. I think yeah. it's sad too with like how hyped everyone was coming out of the gold cup too. Right. Of like how quickly everyone turned. It's sad. Like, I mean, oh two gosh. games and two draws and it's already turning. Dude, I mean, US soccer Twitter. And social media oh, is it's so a dark toxic. place. <laughs> so toxic. It's ridiculous. It is crazy. If you want to just feel awful, go look at some of these tweets because right I mean, at post game. Yeah. People are oh, just my. all over the place. The planet's gonna burn up. We're just like yep. it's in times essentially. And so yeah. I'm not taking that approach. I think no, I don't think I am either. I think Burhalter. And this is my opinion. If he if he gets a draw here, he gets another window. So we have three more games in October, I believe. Mm-hmm. Two or three. Yep. And he gets through those games if we draw here. Now, if we lose I here, I think the pressure's on. He might not make it there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not like super against Berhalter. I think a lot of his ideas are good. He's definitely... He definitely seems like the 
the players kind of coach, you know, like the players love he him. He does. He does. And like the young kind of coach that like yeah, for players sure. can actually relate to rather than just kind of a, the old fart there that like knows soccer, but like right. they're not talking him outside of the game. Right. Which which is is big. It's, We're young. It's, it's commendable, but then right. at a certain point it's like, well, how much is that gonna matter if we don't make it? So fair. Yeah, fair. I'm cautiously pessimistic, you could say. Okay. Okay. I think and I'm then, in this, I'm in a similar boat. Okay. Um a couple more roster things. And this this is another knock on Burhalter, I feel like. We knew Reyna was gonna be out. Now Serginio Dest is out. No Weston McKinney. We only had five midfielders anyway. So now we only have yep. four midfielders. And we call up Jackson Ewell, who your favorite player. I mean, man, nobody gets me more fired up than Jackson Ewell. Why are we not calling up, you know, maybe some more creative players? Yeah. Whereas we're just bringing in Michael Bradley 2.0. You know? Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be, I mean, that's another huge gamble by him. If, if we don't get a result here, people are going to be like, well, why didn't you call up some more creative players? You've got, you call up Jackson Ewell. That's like, yeah. He he plays it safe too much. It's just like he's got his like guys, his writers, and he just like sticks with them every time. I'm like, it's everyone is wanting like our young talent or just someone else thrown out there. Like literally anyone. Pepe, obviously, yet to touch the field. Yeah. So that kind of like throw someone out there. That kind of leads me into my next my next uh point is what are we gonna do for this next game? And I think. We've seen it before, but I think we moved to like a back three, a back five. Yes. And insert James Sands. We're already thin in the midfield. So taking off, mm-hmm. you know, a midfielder isn't that big of a deal. No. Um, I say keep the back line how it is. Insert James Sands in there. Mm-hmm. And then have Adams and Acosta in the midfield. And then, I mean, I don't know if this will happen. Probably not. But throw Ricardo Pepe up top and just... <laughs> let let the man i i mean no i think fear. everyone wants it at this point like we're obviously struggling at that position severely and like at this point too i honestly don't know if i can knock like sergeant or p that much it seems yeah. a little game plan like a, the game plan's not setting them up for success yeah yeah i think i think there's definitely less at least in my opinion and probably yours, there's less blame on them now. Obviously, they haven't had convincing performances. but No, it's, no. But it's not completely on them, you know? Right, right. But I think, you know what? The, 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 the floor is low for these guys. Throw Pepe in there. The worst he can do is what they've done, which is... Exactly. And then he, okay, set them off at half. Yeah. If he's or in the 82nd anything, minute. This this kind of seems like the type of game where, in all things considered, it's got to be a must win. So if we're not yeah. winning, oh, yeah. if we're not winning by the 60th minute, I mean, I say take a defender off, throw another striker up there, do whatever it takes. Like <laughs> take that risk because a draw, just I mean, it doesn't feel like it's good enough, you know? Oh yeah, yep. I'd rather take that risk and live with it, other than. Just playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Lot, lot to look forward to. <laughs> it's a, it's a nine thirty Central Time kickoff, which you know, prime time. 
prime time. <laughs> don't go. Don't yeah, expect poor to East go to Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Poor East Coast is roughing it. Yeah. Ten thirty kick. Ooh. Yeah. Regarding this next game, we're gonna do a little review for it, but we're also gonna bring in a friend of ours who has a pretty good uh, understanding of the national team, and so mm-hmm. we'll talk to him next pod about it. But moving on now, we're gonna talk a little bit uh, flop and advantage. We're gonna give some yeah. of those, um, and then our picks for the week, and then uh, we'll call it quits, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. We're going to do first our flop and our advantage. Uh, Lane, why don't you go first? I'll go with my advantage first. I mean, got to be Tyler Adams, I feel like. He's completely cemented himself in the midfield. He's been playing unbelievable on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, very exciting to see kind of someone step up on the team and really lock down a spot that was pretty up for grabs, honestly. Like, we hadn't seen a ton out of him. It, it is it's exciting to see how well it's playing. Yeah. And then uh, my flop, I mean, got me McKinney. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we covered it a pretty decent amount, but like, dude, uh, it's just so frustrating. Like, come on. Like, it's just like, it's one week. Like, you're in Nashville, bachelorette country. Like, hey, man, like the, the woo girls are, they're going around everywhere. The woo girls. But like, just one more day, like one more day. Just keep after it in the games. Come on. Yeah, like do it after the game if you're really feeling it. Like you may not get caught. Well, you know, I don't like, condone that. We have another game. After no, that. no, but I mean, dude, like think it through. Yeah, got to be smarter. Lots uh, more. What about you? Yeah. So my advantage goes to Matt Turner. We kind of talked about it, but this is this is his his spot to lose now. He's, he's the number one. I think all of our doubts have kind of been casted away. Still mm-hmm. not like supremely talented with his feet, but it really doesn't matter because he makes yeah. up for it in every other aspect of goalkeeping. My flop, this one, a little different, but I think it's Eric Williamson. So he, I believe he was probably the next midfielder to be called in instead of Jackson Ewell, but he tore his ACL yeah. uh, last game for the Timbers are two games ago and obviously not his fault, but if, if he doesn't get injured, I think he's probably the guy who gets called in here. And he's, Mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that is very willing to just put his head down and try to beat some people off the dribble, which is kind of what we need here. Not his fault, but he's the flop. What about Uh, your, what about your locks, man? Lane's locks. So not great on last week. Lane's locks last week. Didn't go well. (laughs) Both missed projected i had usa minus one yep that was an l and then miguel you had the over i had over i was originally going under not gonna be that guy but got talked out of it Uh, who who talked you you out of that that was you (laughs) you're right i will will never give you advice for lane's locks again thank you yeah hence the Um, name yeah for those who don't know it was a nil nil draw so very much the under yeah very very tough under um Uh, um, what do you got this this week this week i've got keeping up with tradition of the last two games i'm taking the under i'm taking under two and a half seems i mean 
it seems like a sure bet. I don't see it any other way. Does. That, it that really does. This game puts more than three goals on the table, or more than two goals, rather. Mm-hmm. If it does, that's probably a good sign for us. I think it would so be too. It's kind of the like old emotional case, edge. Yeah, yeah. Worst case, it's like a two-one by us if it doesn't hit. Yeah, but like which we would all celebrate anyway. scoring twice. Yeah, that's what I got. What about you? Yeah. Um, on that game, hear me out. Sprinkle a little first half U.S. money line. Sprinkle just like a like a dollar two, a little sprinkle. What's your I logic? I think there? we're gonna come out hot. Okay. I think we're gonna score early. Okay. I think we're gonna be actually be pressing. I think we're gonna be attacking, feeling the pressure. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. So I think sprinkle sprinkle a little bit on that, and then for my lock lock. Got over two and a half Mexico versus Panama. Mm. I think this is the one behind closed doors, right? Or am I wrong? Either way, I think Mexico will come out and score at least two. Panama scored three, I think, against Jamaica. Jamaica's terrible, but I think the thing would be a two-one kind of situation. Three-one. I think Mexico comes out and scores at least two. Okay. And then okay. I think they let out one. So I'm I'm riding with a little over, a little over okay. action. Okay. I I like that. And on a little brief brief news, little some craziness that happened. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about some of the smaller things going on around the world. Uh Lane, yeah. do you want to touch on the Brazil game? I think 10 minutes in, they had literal health officials run on the field because yeah. of the COVID situation and them bringing players from Europe, I believe. Yeah. And then so, not being allowed to play. We touched on this last week, but essentially the Premier League wasn't going to allow players to go down to Argentina to play for the Argentina national team and, well, and also Brazil. And Argentina was like, F you, we're taking our players. We're bringing them. Yep. Yeah. And so essentially what happened was the Argentina players went down to Argentina, played, and then for the Brazil game, they traveled to Brazil. And these players, like the game starts and everything, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then all of a sudden, these health officials like storm on the field and they're like, no. Mid game. Yeah. We're not playing. And yeah. then essentially, that's what happened. The game <laughs> just got, I don't even know what the correct term, canceled. Like, I, I, yeah, I suspended. still don't know what. If it's going to get made, I would assume it has to get made up. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it's suspended. I'm, I, how does it come down to the fact that they're running on the field? Like, can they not do it before the game? Like, they know who's there. Right, right. Like, I, it's that, crazy. Yeah, tough scenes. Unbelievable to see. Yeah. Also, something that I saw, I don't know if you saw this, but Ronaldo, he left Portugal early to go back to United. And I saw that. The first day. Yep. The first day that they had selling his jersey, it broke like all single day yep. jersey sale records in the first four mm-hmm. hours. He also kicked Cavani out of the number seven jersey, and Cavani moved to twenty one. Yeah, I mean, you know, gotta Ronaldo. expect that. Yeah, I mean, he because he was seven already. Like, right, he can just sell some more jerseys, some new ones. Like, yeah, the Marsh tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tweet. yeah. So essentially. We have this American coach. He's coaching Red, Red Bull Leipzig in Germany. Yep. And really successful. Everybody loves him. 
definitely an up and coming U.S. coach. Yeah, former USA player, used to coach uh, New York Red Bulls. His name is Jesse mm-hmm. Marsh. Yep. And essentially, there was this tweet after the Canada game that said something like, That's like "We need wasting new- our talent." Yeah, we're wasting our talent. We need yep. Greg Berhalter out. And (laughs) this man likes the tweet. Kept it up there for a while, I think. Yeah. Like the like. And somebody notices it, screenshots it. It gets circulated. Yep. And then he comes back out and says, oh, I don't really know how to work Twitter. I didn't mean to like that tweet. I support Greg Berhalter. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my goodness. The backtracking immediately. The, oh, yeah, I don't know Twitter when he's clearly knows twitter and so i love i love when people do that he's kind of like the guy that everybody's like fire burt halter hire jesse marsh yeah so i think i think it was a tactical move i mean yeah he's playing chess while we're playing checkers if uh halter gets fired don't be surprised to see jesse marsh get hired essentially all right well that's all all i got you got anything else yeah me too um just looking forward to the game tomorrow i mean Definitely a pretty high stakes game. <laughs> yeah. Must a lot, win. A lot online for us. We'll be giving all of our reactions on Instagram. Yep. And Twitter. So if you want to just see our emotions live, follow our Twitter and Instagram because we will be fully invested. Yep. And At box to box review. We'll be uh, covering it next week. So we'll have, yeah, we'll have a, a show out then. Yep. Thanks for coming. Yep.